Good afternoon and good evening to everyone. My name is Dave Frankowski and I'll be your moderator for today's class. And welcome to another lecture given by the Oceanside California class. This is a school and not a church. Neither are we affiliated with any religious organization. This school is a nonprofit, non-denominational, religious and scientific research organization dedicated to showing proof of the existence of Yahweh our Elohim and the operation of his eternal purpose, pattern and plan operating throughout eternity to this present day. This school was established as a result of a divine vision and revelation given unto our founder, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley in the state of Ohio in the year of 1931. We were incorporated in the state of California in the year of 1958, and we hold classes in the United States and in various other countries. The Oceanside class was established in 1994. At this time, I'd like to introduce to you the Dean of the Oceanside class, Dr. Dennis Volpe, and the President, Dr. Carl Emler. Now in this school, we use the true, correct, and original name and title for the Father, the Word or Son, and the Holy Spirit, which are contained in the original Hebrew text. The correct name for our Heavenly Father is Yahweh. It has been improperly substituted by Lord. The correct title for the Word or Son is Elohim. It has been improperly substituted by God and the correct name of the Holy Spirit manifested in or out of a physical body is Yahshua. It has been erroneously substituted by Jesus Christ. Lord and God are titles. They are not names. The Apostle Paul, filled with the Holy Spirit, tells us in 1 Corinthians 8 and 5 that there are Lord's many and there are God's many. But we now know that each Lord must have a name, and each God must have a name also. Elohim is a title, but unlike the titles of Lord and God, Elohim is a divine title. It's a divine title because it's the title that our Creator has chosen for Himself. Jesus is a name, but it is an erroneous name, and a minor investigation on your part into a good dictionary or encyclopedia would prove that neither the Hebrew, the Greek, nor the Latin languages have any letters or characters in their alphabet that would produce the sound that's made by the letter J. Neither was there a letter J in our own English language until some 1400 years after the death of the Messiah, which would make such names as Jesus and Jehovah impossible renderings for the true name of our Father and His Son. Christ is a title just like Lord and God. Yahweh is pure spirit, and in this state, He is incomprehensible and inscrutable. He is the ultimate source, substance, limits, and the bounds of everything that exists. We have Yahweh in His pure spirit state, symbolized on this chart as a cloud. Yahweh is not a cloud. He merely chose a cloud because a cloud has no particular or descriptive shape and form. We've drawn this cloud to extend all around the edges of this chart to show 
that everything on the chart is within the cloud. In like manner, everything in the universe abides within the pure spirit state of Yahweh. Yahweh, knowing that man could not perceive of him in his pure spirit state, took on shape and took on form right within himself as Yahweh Elohim. This is the word or son, a super incorporeal being that is having the shape and form of a man, but without flesh and blood. This form can only be seen in divine visions and understood in divine revelations. Later on, this self-same spirit manifested himself in a physical body, and he walked the earth plane as Yahshua, the Messiah, who the whole world calls Jesus Christ. Now, there's only one name given unto salvation, and we must know that name. So the simple yet intelligent question that we should ask ourselves is, what did they call the Savior when he walked the earth plane? A further understanding of this name and title may be had by reading the preface to the Holy Name Bible. Also in this school, we teach by the divine pattern of the universe. It's the divine pattern because it's Yahweh's pattern. After Yahweh led the children of Israel out of the land of Egypt, he called Moses on top of Mount Sinai. And he showed him this threefold tabernacle pattern in a vision. Later on, Yahweh instructed Moses to build one in the wilderness of Sinai, exactly like the one he had seen in his vision on the mount. The tabernacle pattern is a threefold pattern consisting of a most holy place, a holy place, and a court round about. These three compartments make up the one tabernacle pattern. In this school, we show proof that everything in the universe is made and it operates according to the structure and the function of this threefold tabernacle pattern, and that absolutely nothing escapes the pattern. This school has 10 primary constitutional objectives and aims. And they are as follows. One, to help you find and know Yahweh our Elohim as he really is and actually exists. Two, to form a nucleus of universal brotherhood of humanity in Yahshua the Messiah without distinction of race, nationality, creed, sex, caste, or color. Three, to investigate the unexplained spirit law or so-called law of nature and the powers latent in man. Four, to encourage and promote the study of the scriptures, comparative religions, psychology, philosophy, modern, practical, and occult science. Five, to extirpate current superstition, skepticism, and ignorance. Six, to learn, know, and understand the operation of Yahweh's eternal purpose through the dispensations and ages. Seven, to discern and avoid being deceived by Lucifer, the serpent, the devil, the dragon, or Satan and his demons, operating the mystery of iniquity on earth through the dispensations of time. Eight, to earnestly contend for the common salvation and faith, which was once delivered unto the sons or children of Yahweh. 
9, to make known that Yahweh from the beginning ordained. There is no other name given among men whereby a man can be saved, saving the name of Yahshua, the Messiah. And 10, to inherit eternal life now in the kingdom of Yahshua, the Messiah, with the hope of immortal glorification in the new earth state. Our watchword is peace, and our slogan is speak the truth. We'll begin this afternoon with a prayer by Dr. Sean Hudgen-Wardle from our Ontario, California class. We'll have a scripture read, which will be 2 Timothy, the third chapter that'll be read by Dr. Jerry Geller from our Oceanside, California class. Can you hear me now? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, let us bow. Let us all bow in our hearts and in our minds for a moment of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father Yahweh, we pray that you guide us in everything that we do as we move throughout our lives. We pray that you allow each and every one of us listening to the sound of this broadcast to put everything out of their mind that's going on in their day-to-day -day lives and focus on what's being taught today. We pray that what's taught today edifies those listening and it's not the person speaking, but it's you speaking through them, drawing out more profoundly your divine purpose, pattern, and plan so that it can be revealed and understood. All these things and more in the name of your only begotten son, Yahshua the Messiah, let us all say hallelujah. 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 Good afternoon, class. Today, I'll be reading 2 Timothy, the third chapter from the Holy Name Bible, containing the Holy Name version of the Old and New Testaments, critically compared with ancient authorities and various manuscripts, revised by A.B. Trena of the Scripture Research Association, Incorporated. 2 Timothy, the third chapter. This know also that in the last days, perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of Yahweh, having a form of the worship of Yahweh, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away. For of this sort are they which creep into houses and lead, lead captive silly women laden with sins, led away with various lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janies and Jambres withstood Moses, 
so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, love, patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all Yahweh delivered me. Yea, and all that will live in fear of Yahweh shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the holy scriptures, which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Yahshua the Messiah. All scripture that is given by inspiration of Yahweh is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of Yahweh may be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. Second Timothy, the third chapter. Thank you, Dr. Geller and Dr. Hudgenwortle. And we'll have a three-speaker format this afternoon, each speaker getting approximately 30 to 35 minutes. Our scripture readers this afternoon will be Dr. Linda Volpe from our Oceanside, California class, and Dr. Sharon Welch from our Syracuse, New York class. And our first speaker this afternoon will be Dr. Sean Hudgenwortle from our Ontario, California class. Sorry about that, I had to unmute myself. Can you hear me now? Yes. All right. Okie dokie here. Well, that's a little bit of a surprise seeing as that I was doing the prayer, I thought I was off the hook. <laughs> but uh, I would be, I'm, ha I'm always happy to be able to give a testimony of anything that uh, has been revealed to me since coming down to one of these schools and uh, studying this doctrine that we have here, um, the doctrine we that it's called the Sean, archetype. there's a lot of background noise in there. I'm sorry. Is that better? I'm not sure yet. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll keep going. And if, if I have to yield the floor, then so be it. Um, anyhow, this doctrine uh, is called the archetype or the original pattern of the universe. And that's what we're, we're learning about is the pattern of the universe. And Yahweh, our Elohim, as is said in the moderation, Yahweh, who is pure spirit, 
he took on shape and he took on form because when his pure spirit state as is stated in the moderation he's uh he's inscrutable he's incomprehensible and indiscernible he's not you can't understand yahweh in pure spirit uh so it necessitated him it necessitated him to take on shape and take on form and uh he did so according to a pattern and this is what he showed moses on the top of mount sinai and he showed john on the isle of patmos and all of the prophets and uh joshua the messiah he completed the reality of that pattern showing proof that he is the all in all and that's all and the only way to salvation is through him according to that pattern and it's it's a beautiful thing when you really take the time and and turn aside as moses did and at that burning bush you turn aside in your heart and mind and and consider these things. Um, give me one second here. Let's uh, let's go ahead and work with the scripture lesson a little bit. I might jump around. I might get off of that, but let's go ahead and uh, start at at Second Timothy the the third chapter verse one, please. This know also that in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy. Without doesn't that, doesn't that, doesn't that, that kind of sounds like, and it, you don't have to come down to one of these schools to, to recognize that that uh, sounds like something or the things that are, that are going on right now out in the world um people love themselves it's all about it, we got a cancel culture going on i mean you know it, it's like it's it's all about me and forget about you and as long as i'm okay then it it it, it doesn't matter you know uh, very proud it's i mean the slogan for a lot of uh a lot of people is to be is to have some kind of pride you know uh they they're blasphemous because they recognize not the power of of yahweh or or god even for that sense the only the only time that they ever want to give god credit for anything is when they win something when they accomplish something when something's good and then they have a bunch of murmuring to do and a bunch of belly aching and the only time they want to pray to them is when everything's bad it's it's horrible um go ahead and, and continue to read three without natural affection truce breakers false accusers incontinent fierce despisers of those that are good traitors read. Heady, heady high-minded lovers of pleasure more than lovers of Yahweh. Having a form of godliness, but denying the power of it, from such turn away. 
they're, they're, they're traitors. They'll turn on you in a, in a, as fast as you can say their name. They're, they're um, heady. They think that they know everything. High-minded, you can't tell them anything. Lovers of, of pleasures, they, I just want to feel good more than lovers of, of Yahweh. And they have a form of worship. They do. They, you go, they go to church. They've got their, their different religions. There's more religions now than I can even count. There's thousands, thousands of religions. They have a form of worship, but they, they don't have any concept of the power of it. They, they deny the power of it. And, and we're instructed here to turn away from that, that darkness, from that that thing and go ahead continue to read for of this sort are they are they who creep into houses and lead captive silly women laden with sins now we're not talking about the three little pigs the straw house and the you know whatever the 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 wood house and and then the brick house we're not talking about houses like that the the houses that we're talking about is the the these physical bodies that we're in the these tabernacles these are our houses and these uh iniquitous theories concepts and opinions of the world that are uh what's the word that i'm trying to find uh they're they're rampant in this day and age these things we ought to turn we're being instructed to turn away from them because they'll creep into houses see we know we've come i i came into this school in 1999 and i thought that i could have my cake and eat it too i thought i could come to class learn something about yahweh and still sit in the front row at the church uh so that i could make my girlfriend who I was with happy because she was into church and wasn't into class. And, and I didn't, I, I, I was tormented <laughs> throughout that whole time of my life until I stood up and, uh, and, and, and announced that I wasn't ashamed of the gospel of Yahshua the Messiah. And there was nothing else than, you know, I was, I was in a terrible state of mind uh, because they, that stuff was creeping into my house and it was in my relationship. I would want to reconcile something according to, you know, the pattern. And I couldn't because I was still accepting the theories of religion. So I was always at odds and ends with that person who I was in a in a in an intimate relationship with. And it just it 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 was confusion. And I was so ignorant, I didn't even know what was happening. I just, you know, Yahweh had to take me out of all of that stuff and remove me from it and and put me where I am to get me away from that stuff because i couldn't do it on my own it, it was 
I, if, if it was up to me, I'd still be trying to have my cake and eat it too. And just as confused as I was then. Continue to read, please. Led away with various lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now is... Even in this school, we we study, we, some of us think that we can work up on this thing and you'd be learning and learning and learning and never able to come to the truth about the matter, never able to understand Yahweh's purpose. And, he, and, you know, you may get something about the pattern, but you don't understand the purpose or you, you don't understand the plan. It's, it's, you got something and you're learning about something, and, but you're just not able to come to the truth and be able to put it all together. Use the witnesses that are out there in order to do so. You know, <laughs> it's it's. It's hard for me to put to words how serious of a of a of a dilemma that we're in when we come out of the world and we want to know something about our creator and we think that we know something. <laughs> And it takes him to show us that we didn't know anything. <sighs> Go ahead and read. Now, as Jannies and, and Jambres withstood Moses, so do these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds reprobate concerning the faith. So we'd all know the story of Janes and Jambres. See, Moses was commissioned to go down into Egypt and, and tell Pharaoh to let Israel go out into the wilderness to worship Yahweh at, at Mount Sinai. And uh, he was told that Pharaoh would not allow Israel to go. And Moses was given these miracles to perform in front of Pharaoh to show the power of Yahweh. And yet, uh, showing these miracles, Pharaoh
sacrifice to Yahweh, our Elohim, being the almighty provider, the all in all. Janes and Jambres, they show back the power going to Pharaoh, which was a god to all in Egypt. He was the ruler and he had the ultimate dominion and power over everyone in that, in that land. Now, that rod swallowed up Jannies and Jambres because their they're, they're rods, they're just uh, a copycat. They're not the real deal. I'm sorry, my microphone got muted for a second. They're not the real deal. Um, and they withstood Moses, who was operating and drawing out the will of Yahweh. And so do all these religions with their theories and their concepts and opinions about how they think it would be. They resist the truth. And the founder of the school, Dr. Henry Clifford Kinley, he said that the, the only way that you would be able to really appreciate this thing, this doctrine that's being taught, this vision and revelation that he had and be able to under, come to an understanding of this is based on your ability to accept the truth regardless of how it may conflict with what you've already been taught. You see, Joshua the Messiah in John uh, 14 and six says, I am the way to the father. I am the truth, period. He is the truth and he is the life that illuminates your tabernacle. And we don't want to resist the truth. We don't want to any longer remain with corrupted minds. Because, see, what the, what the reality of it is, is we all came in with, with, into this school with corrupted minds. We thought something other than what it actually was. We've been corrupted by our parents, by the ones who love us the most. And, and this not that they did it on, on purpose. It's not like they wanted to corrupt us and they were trying to like uh, make our lives harder and keep a secret from us. They just didn't know. And um uh, they needed to have a revelation from Yahweh. Um, anyhow, I don't want to go too further with too much further with that. Continue reading verse nine, please. But they shall proceed no further, for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long suffering, love patience, persecutions, afflictions, which came unto me at Antioch, at Iconium, 
at Lystra, what persecutions I endured, but out of them all, Yahshua delivered me. Great. Yea, and all that will live godly in Yahshua the Messiah shall suffer persecution. Everybody who accepts the truth, everyone who yields to the will of Yahweh, who accepts Yahshua the Messiah as their savior, will suffer persecutions. So don't think that you didn't came down to one of these schools and you didn't learn the truth about uh, everything <laughs> that, that it's going to get easier for you. On the contrary, it's going to get more difficult because the devil knows that he has a limited time and his job is to deceive you. Oh, and he does a good job at it. There's book that says he was created perfect in his ways until iniquity was found in him. See, we who have studied and has it has been revealed uh, Yahshua to us, we've we've known his doctrine, but we didn't know it from the start. We had to be weaned from the milk. Give me, um, it's not that we, see, it says right here, thou hast fully known the doctrine and manner of life and, and, and purpose and faith and long suffering, ch suffering charity and, and patience. But, uh, but that just didn't come off the bat. Um, can you give me the scripture where it says, whom shall he teach knowledge? Uh, I think it's, what is that? I can't remember now right now. Isaiah 28. Isaiah, uh, Isaiah 28. Yeah, Isaiah. 9, I think. Yeah, 28 and 9. Isaiah 28 and 9. Whom shall he teach knowledge? And whom shall he make to understand doctrine? Them that are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast, or precept upon precept, precept upon precept, line upon line, line upon line, here a little Breathe. and there a little. But with Breathe. the stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to his people, to this people. See, and a stammering lips and another tongue. When I came into this school, I had no idea that that stammering lips and another tongue was a reference to Moses being commissioned to go down into Egypt. I had no idea that Moses had a speech impediment. And even though it's right there in the book, he said, I'm slow of speech. And Yahweh said, your brother Aaron is down there. He'll be there to speak for you stammering lips and another tongue and see that's part of the milk that those these these are that's this the scriptures are for real it's 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 not just some fairy tale thing that you know you you just say oh that's a really good book you know 
I mean, it's the best-selling book of all time. So, you know, whoever came up with that thing is just really good at writing. It gives people something to, to think about. <laughs> no, like, this is, this is for real. These are historical events. And it's a mystery. It's greater than any Sherlock Holmes novel or anything like that. And when I got five minutes, if somebody could give me an audible, because I'm not looking at the screen, just FYI. Um, but it, it's, it's greater than any like Sherlock Holmes novel. And you, in, in a real good mystery, you're not going to figure it out until the author reveals it to you. And that's what I'm talking about. When I, I said that, you know, I would still be trying to have my cake and eat it too, unless Yahweh pulled me out of those, out of the stuff that I was into, because he had to, he had to give me the question. And then he had to give me the answer. I didn't even have the question. I, I, I thought that just Believing in something was good enough. Believing in God, believing in a higher power, I thought that was good enough. And when it comes down to it, according to the scriptures, you have to, you have to know him. <laughs> That's what Yahshua commanded is to take on his yoke and learn of him. That's, That's what he told us to do. And it's in right here where we're reading, who shall he teach knowledge and who shall he make to understand this doctrine? Them who are weaned from the milk and drawn from the breast. And we've got this pattern that's a schoolmaster to, to show us that everything in these scriptures is for real. It's a real thing because you can take the scriptures off of the page and put it in your life according to the pattern so that you're without excuse it's, it's such a beautiful beautiful thing continue back over in um second timothy please okay so i believe 13 mm -hmm. but evil men and seducers shall become worse and worse deceiving and being deceived but continue thou in the things which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that and from it, a child... Hold on one second. See, we, we, we strive to, to know. Um, and when Yahweh reveals you something to you, just continue in that that you know. Like... I know there was a time where I just wanted to know everything and I wanted to be the smartest and, you know, the, the, the greatest at everything that I did. And coming down to this school, it was said time and time again. And I, and I heard it one time where it was repeated. One thing that doc, Dr. Kinley said, he said, what do you have? when you have a little bit of the Holy Spirit? And the answer is you have the Holy Spirit. Whether it's 
give me Jeremiah 31 and 31, please. Where it's, whether it's, it's a whole lot of knowledge and understanding. It's a, it's a whole lot of line upon line. What you mean bloodline, understanding a principle of blood and, and or a death principle. Uh, 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 understanding the water line or the or or being inundated or understanding uh that anointing or or the that spirit that blood water or spirit whether whether it's, whether if you see it all throughout everything throughout the entire creation or if you just can see it in one or two things just continue in what you know and just hold on to what you know and be sure about what you know and and don't get heady because you because somebody else knows something more than you. Just let let them know know what they know, and you just be happy with what you have with the morsel. The, there's a parable of like uh, the, the the penny. There's a worker that worked all day and got a penny, and then there's somebody who come in at about a half an hour before quitting time. They all everybody who. You know, there are all these people who come out through the day, and but they all got a penny at the end of the day. They worked a great amount of time or a little bit amount of time, but they all had the same reward. And just, just, just continuing thou when what you learned, Jeremiah, please. Jeremiah thirty-one, thirty-one. Behold, the days come, saith Yahweh that I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and with the house of Judah. Behold, Not the days come. It, it's coming. The, the days are coming. This is in the prophets or this is being written. And it says the days come where he's going to make a new covenant because there's already a covenant in place. They've got that covenant of that, uh, that kingdom of that tabernacle that they got 613 statutes, judgments, and ordinances that they're uh, supposed to be following, and they got to follow them all, and they can't break one of them, and it's not for just anybody. You just can't pick this thing up and just run with it because you think this is the thing to do, and you want to be, you know, uh, you know, uh, following this law. It's for the Jews and the Jews only. You got to be circumcised. You've got to be, uh, you've got to be a Jew. You, it's not for the Gentiles, anybody outside of that. And, and they, they couldn't complete that law. They just hold where you're at in uh, Jeremiah. Give me Deuteronomy 6 and 24. And then we'll go back to uh, Jeremiah. Because I want to talk about this covenant a little bit that we got. Because we're getting a, we did, he's going to give us a new covenant. We got a, but what's the covenant that we're talking about? Read when you got it. Deuteronomy 6, 24. And Yahweh Elohim commanded us to do all these statutes, to fear Yahweh our Elohim for our good always, that he might preserve us alive as it is at this day. And it shall be our righteousness if we observe to do all these commandments before Yahweh our Elohim, as he hath commanded us. See, when, when 
Pharaoh was finally overthrown and swallowed up by the Red Sea and the children of Israel crossed over those divided waters uh, of the Red Sea and, and went over into the wilderness. When they went to Mount Sinai, as they were uh, told to do, they were given these laws. They were given all these statutes, judgments and ordinances. And it was it was their duty to complete all of those things right there in that verse. It said, if we do all of these things, it would be their righteousness. And they couldn't do it. Nobody could do it. So it necessitated a new covenant to be put into place. And that's what we're talking about. They're still under in Jeremiah. They're still under this law that was given to them. And they're, they're, they're desperate because nobody can do it. And, and Yahweh saying, behold, the days come. Okay, go ahead and read uh, back in Jeremiah. Five minutes, Dr. Hudson Wardle. Thank you very much. Verse 32, not according to the covenant that I made with their fathers in the day that I took them by the hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt, which my covenant they break, although I was a husband unto them, saith Yahweh Elohim. But this Three. shall be the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel. After those days, saith Yahweh Elohim, I will put my law in their inward parts and write it in their hearts and will be their Elohim.
not be a fight. Now, coming up out of the land of Egypt, Yahweh did not require them to fight against the Egyptians. But once they got into the wilderness, they had to form into armies. And that is analogous to you now. You came out of the world, and there was nothing you had to do, really. It was all prepared for you in the vision that was imparted to our founder, that was preached to us. It was showing us in simplicity how the whole world had their doctrine of God and Yahweh wrong. And it was not hard to see. No J, no Jesus. No J, no Jehovah. Uh, your minister said, oh, it really doesn't matter what you call them. We look in the Bible and see countless times when Yahweh said, my people shall know my name, that my name shall be proclaimed, that it's a name above every name. You can't find a witness in the Bible that it doesn't matter what you call him. Now, what I'm saying to you is, we didn't have to uh, go out there and, and search these things out uh, and come up with them on our own. These things were provided to us, and we just came into class, and we were spoon-fed the knowledge of Yahweh and how it's proven through the scriptures, which is something that some what, what Andy was talking about that is in the textbook there, how that the same teaching the founder was giving was taught by the prophets, by Moses, by the apostles, and so on. And that it's right in your Bible. It's not coming out of left field. It's not something we've imagined. It's not something that the founder came up with on his own. And truthfully, the more you examine this teaching and the more you understand it, you, have, you can come to no other conclusion, if you understand this, that this could not have come from the product of some man's own thoughts and mind. Especially the fact that our founder was not a Rhodes Scholar. He was not a highly educated man. And the things that he has taught us are irrefutable and undeniable. And yet we know that that had to come from a higher mind than what we're accustomed to. And that is the mind of mankind. But it came direct from Yahweh himself. Now the more you're convinced of that, the more you're grounded in that, that kind of thinking you find that the things that you have learned in this teaching has transformed the way you look at things, the way you understand things, that has transformed your whole view of reality. It has transformed the fact that when you go out now, and before you were in this class, you were saying, I want to go down and watch a sunset. But now we see a principle of death. We understand in the morning that there's a resurrection. We're seeing spiritual principles being brought before our consciousness by things that we've seen in our entire life before we came down here. You have been elevated to a higher plane of consciousness. Now the devil wants to drag you back down into the cares of this life and get you basically drowning. And I like to, I like to talk about how that the, lives that the life that we're living in, and when we get caught up in the problems that all of us deal with in this life, to me, it's analogous to quicksand. Quicksand doesn't look like anything too dangerous, but when you step in it, there's no support that can hold you up and you start to sink right into that sand that is mixed with water, and you've got no way for you to push yourself out of there. Uh, and this is what I'm trying to get you to see. The, 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 the lives that we're living in are full of uh, pitfalls and, and hurdles and and, and Things that Yahshua has to deliver us from. 
And I remember we just read not too long ago where Yahshua taught, came walking to them on the water. And Peter asked him if he could come out of the boat and walk out on the water. And Yahshua said, come on, come on out. Now Peter got out there and he was okay at first when he was walking on the water until Yahshua caused a tempest to arise and the winds to start blowing and the waves to start getting bigger. Then he started doubting. And if you remember correctly, the doubt was, how? what am I doing walking on this water? I'm going to die now. And he started to sink. And you know that he asked Yahshua to save him. And Yahshua reached down, grabbed him by the hand, and pulled him up out of that water. Now, you're going to have to remember that lesson, ladies and gentlemen, because you're going to be out there walking above the flesh. And the devil is going to cause, uh, I mean, Yahweh's going to allow a tempest to come up, some trouble in your life, some problem. And he wants you to sink. He wants you to go down into it and doubt that Yahshua will save you. And I want you to know that that's where we have, if we've learned our lesson, if we have become grounded in our hearts and minds to remember these principles and recognize when hard times come and when things happen, never, ever, ever forget Yahshua's got it all under control and lose confidence or faith that Yahshua can deliver you. You need to be patient, just like the children of Israel were there at the Red Sea, where Moses told them, stand still. Now, stand still is essentially saying, be patient, be quiet, be still, just be patient, and Yahweh will show you his salvation. And that's what we all have to learn. And there's a reason why this becomes dangerous down at the close of the age. Because we've been in class, and every one of us are looking forward to, as it were, what has been promised us right from the beginning. That we are going to come out of this creation, receive an immortal glorified body, and go into a new creation wherein there's no iniquity. There is no pain. There is no suffering. There is no being depressed, being broken None of that is going to exist in the next age. Who in their right mind would not want to have that experience? We have to do something, though, in order to achieve this. Now, you know, when you look at a race, and I'll, I'll use an example. There's a, there's a marathon race, which I could use, but I want to use the example of a horse race. When the horses are racing and they're running, uh, you know, to win uh, the Kentucky Derby or the Belmont Stakes or whatever it is, the longest one, the longest race they have is supposed to be more tiring for the horse to run. And what ends up happening is that the jockey has to be able to run that horse and not run him completely at full stride, as it were, until he rounds the corner, the last corner that he has to come around to save that energy to be able to sprint and take off and put it, as we say, in a higher gear, to run away from the devil who is chasing after you and be able to run towards with all, all, with, with, with all concentration the final line. That final line has to be grounded in your heart and mind. You have to believe that Yahweh is uh, a keeper of his promises. and he's pro these, The last aim of this school is to 
uh, uh, receive an immortal glorified body. Now, that promise has not yet been fulfilled. But we have to have faith that Yahweh is going to keep his word and that he is going to give us that new immortal glorified body and get the devil off our backs to remove him from the picture so that we can go on throughout the rest of eternity in a state of absolute righteousness and peace and joy in Yahshua the Messiah. Now, we got to keep that in our mind, and we have to use that to fight the wiles of the devil. Now, that dangerous time is that you have to examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith. Now, when you're going through these tough times, and I know it's very trying. I, I'm going through a lot of tough things my own self. I have to continuously, continuously check myself. I have to continuously talk to Yahshua to give me courage, to give me strength, to cause me not to waver in my belief and my faith in him. And because the devil's wearing you down, and there's a scripture that it talks about that Satan will make war with the sons and wear them out. That's what he's trying to do. He's trying to wear you out. And the world is conducive to that right now. We don't know what to expect next, but we know this, that Yahweh is not going to make it a cakewalk. And Dr. Killing, I remember saying that, that it's going to be a fight to the finish. It's not going to be an easy pull or an easy uh, time getting down to the end and remaining faithful. And Yahshua talks about that over in the 24th chapter of Matthew. He talks about how there's going to be a time of tribulation since the world has never known. And to him that endures, you, you follow to the end, the same shall be saved. It's an endurance race. Keep reading where you were in, uh, if you will, in Second uh, 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 Timothy there, the third chapter. Now, we only read the first verse, so keep reading. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without... And I'm telling you, and I'm telling you, we're seeing it every day. Every mm -hmm. day we're seeing the mindset of the world. We're seeing just how wicked the devil is causing these people to obviously uh, act in the way that they're acting here in times of trouble. Keep reading. Without natural affection, truth breakers, false accusers, incontinence, fierce, despisers of those that are good. Now listen, listen. We've seen in the last few years uh, what we call a conflict of truth. Where people don't care what the evidence shows, they only care what they want to believe. And they call it alternative truth or alternative facts. And, and to deny something that is blatantly sh uh, shown uh, by evidence that supports the allegation. Now, I just want you to know that that's just a type of a shadow. I'm not taking any political sides here. I'm simply using uh, what Yahweh has caused to occur to see how that applies to us psychologically and spiritually. Now, the devil's going to try to get you to turn a deaf ear and a blind eye to the truth that you have learned down here. And Dr. Kinley made this statement to us one time. He said, I wouldn't give you uh, uh, two cents for a Holy Ghost that hasn't been tried. He didn't say I wouldn't give you two cents for an individual that's down here at class to be tried. 
It's that spirit of Yahshua that has to bear the burden right within you of keeping you grounded in the truth and to cause you to have unremovable faith in this teaching and belief in the true gospel. And every one of us have to recognize that Yahshua is doing the work inside of us, and just as he did with Job. Now, if you remember the story of Job, Yahweh allowed the devil to really, really uh, make Job's life, mis uh, Job's life miserable. Uh, he lost everything that he had, and he couldn't reconcile in himself what he had done. He thought that, you know, that uh, uh, Yahweh Elohim had forsaken him, I guess, and he couldn't understand what why this was happening. Well, I know that it's rough, but sometimes we think that Yahshua, you know, why is this happening to me, Yahshua? And here's the truth. We all got to be tried, ladies and gentlemen. That's the only way we're going to understand who's doing the work in us and who's carrying us through and how he's delivering us from the power of darkness and the power of the mystery of iniquity. He's got to prove himself in us. And that's what strengthens you. And the things that you've learned down here that have convicted you to believe this teaching, you're going to have to use as a shield and as a sword, the sword of the truth, to fight the mystery of iniquity. When he's trying to whisper in your ear, trying to get you to think that Yahshua doesn't care about you, Yahshua's not going to help you, you know better than that. You know that Yahshua doesn't do things out of spite. Yahshua, everything he does is for our own good and for our own development in the spirit. And we just have to trust him with our lives and be willing to be patient and let him show us. Let, us, let him show us how he has got our back or how he is saving us. And we have to, we have the, the, the witnesses down through the scriptures. Now we have to see it and make it real by the experiences we have in this life. And without you experiencing these things, this thing is not a reality. It's just something in a book. You got to go through it to know that it's real. And you got to recognize when Yahshua brings you through that that was him doing it, not you. That makes him even more real in your heart and mind and makes you more conscientious. Now, recently, people have been talking a lot, and it was talked about at one of the classes recently about the conscious realization of Yahweh's ever presence. Now, I want you to know when things are tough, I don't know about you. But I'm thinking about Yahweh and Yahshua constantly because I know that I'm in a situation that I need him to carry me through it. And my mind is grounded right on him. And even though it's not pleasant, even though you don't feel, uh, as it were, so excited about it, because no, <laughs> you know, I mean, we read over there where James says, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Well, it's a little rough to count it all joy, but... Truthfully, the joy is to know that Yahshua's, that Yahshua's real, that he's taking care of what you need and getting you through so that the devil can't poison you with the lies that he tries to put in your heart and mind of, of how he portrays the, the uh, uh, inaccuracy of what your creator is doing and what he thinks of you or how he cares about you. He loves every one of us, ladies and gentlemen. He called us out of darkness. He brought us down here. He has clothed us. We were naked when we walked in the door. We were deaf, dumb, and blind when we walked in the door. And he has opened our hearts. He has opened our minds. He's allowed us to experience his, his, 
his gracious love towards us and his kindness and his mercy. Don't let that go uh, uh, to the wayside. Don't let that ever wane in you. You keep a hold on that because you're going to need that when the devil is working you over. And Dr. Kinley told us, he said, now listen, he says at the end, he said, he said, you're going to need one another. And you ought to love one another because you're going to need each other in order to get through this. And if we don't encourage one another, and that's what we're doing in these classes. We're trying to bring these things back to your remembrance when people work with various things you've already heard taught to cause you to have the remembrance of the impact it had on you when you first heard it. And, and, and others to hold up your arms to let you know that you're not alone. You're not going through these things without your creator. He is within you bearing the brunt of the iniquity that the devil is perpetuating on us and causing us not to give in to him. Just as he caused, and, and listen, you remember the story of Job, that Satan said, well, listen, yeah, Job is a, a faithful servant to you because you have a hedge around him. Remove that hedge and he'll curse your name. So Yahweh removed the hedge around Job and allowed the devil to get at him with the exception that he did not, he told the devil, do not take his life. And so he suffered many great things. He lost all of his family members. He lost all of his wealth, his home, his cattle. Everything was taken from him. He was stripped of everything. His, but what did he have? If you remember, he said this, when all this happened to him, he said, Yahweh giveth and Yahweh can take it away. He recognized where it came from to start with. And that if Yahweh chose to take it away, it was his to take. That he wasn't doing it to spite you. And he used the truth to not allow himself to blaspheme Yahweh's name, which the devil was trying to get him to do. And he suffered all those things. And even uh, the devil couldn't get him after he did all these physical things to him. But then he sent three men down there that were supposedly supposed to be like brethren to him, that were trying to wear him down psychologically. I'm telling you, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to suffer things from an external standpoint, and we are going to go through things from an internal standpoint as the devil works each and every one of us over. And I assure you that Yahshua in you is stronger than what the devil is doing to you, and that he will keep you in the remembrance of the he is real, and that his love that he has already shed for you will carry you through. He'll lift you out of the, that tempest, bring you up from the depths of hell, take you out of that quicksand, and rise you above it. You just have to trust him and be patient and long-suffering until such time that he delivers you and continue to do what you know is the right thing to do. And what is that? To come to class, to encourage the brethren, to continue to praise Yahshua, to never stop telling the world how great your Savior is, how great this gospel is that's been given over to us. This is the thing that will carry us through what the devil is trying to destroy us in, and it will allow us to fight against him and overcome that mystery of iniquity. You've got to stay with it, ladies and gentlemen. Do not, brethren, do not 
lose sight of these beautiful things that you have that are grounded in you that you know beyond a shadow of a doubt are the truth. Use those to your best advantage. Recall these many things that are undeniable and irrefutable that you know are true. It will keep you grounded in this gospel. And brethren, be able to go to your brethren and try to help one another, confide in one another. When you need help, go talk to somebody about it that you feel you have the ability to open up to. And allow that person, if they be one of your brethren in this gospel, to try to encourage you in good things and encourage your heart that Yahshua will carry us through. This thing is not long, ladies and gentlemen. We don't know when this thing's going to close down. But I can tell you this. We're headed in some even rougher times than we've had over the last several years. This isn't over with. Don't think that, oh, COVID now is no big deal. This is no, listen, you have no idea. I just saw the other day that they were talking about the doomsday clock. And the doomsday clock now is closer to midnight, which means that there's going to be something catastrophic that will occur than it's ever been, they were saying in this article. We don't know what's in the world next. It could be a war. It could be something so traumatic that it destroys the world economy. You can't get a job. You don't have money for food. All these kind of things. We don't know what Yahshua's getting in store. But here's what I want you to know. Whatever Yahweh is doing, be willing to suffer the loss of all things because he'll never let you go, while, go without the things you need to survive. You're always going to be provided for. You may not have some of the luxuries you become accustomed to. But the point is that you're going to have peace in your soul in the, in, in, in the eye storm, uh, the, the eye of the storm. That is to say, peace when everything around you is just whirling out of control. Stay in class. Come down here and ask Yahshua to edify you when you come down and lift you up in the spirit so that you can be strengthened. That's what we're trying to do with each other, ladies and gentlemen, to encourage one another and to help each other. Because we're going to need it. We're going to need it all the way down through. So all I can say is this. I know I'm only I'm down to about one minute here. Uh, I just want to say that when we read that scripture tonight, it was impacting me, the things that are going on in the world, things that I know people are going through right now, including myself, and how important it is for us to remain calm and to have genuine patience and peace within us, knowing that Yahweh will take care of everything through Yahshua the Messiah. I hope that made some sense to you. I'm going to say uh, hallelujah. Thanks for the opportunity to share these things. And I'm going to turn it back to the moderator. Peace and love to all the brethren. Hallelujah. Thank you, Colby. We'd like to thank everybody who joined us today in our Zoom room. We'd also like to thank those who have viewed us on YouTube. We hold our Zoom class here every Saturday from 4 to 6 p.m. Pacific time. At this time, I'd like to ask the class to stay muted until the live stream has ended. We'll now be dismissed by the doxology, which is taken from the last two verses of the book of Jude. Now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy. 
to the only wise Elohim, our Savior, through Yahshua the Messiah, our Sovereign, belong glory and majesty, dominion and power, both before all time and now and ever. Let us all say, Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.